When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. In today's episode, we're going to look at digging a little bit more into trailing stops. Now, I've done a number of podcast episodes on trailing stops, but you guys keep coming at me with some questions and I want to answer them. So my theory has always been when I get an email on something, there's probably, you know, a hundred or a thousand people out there that are probably asking the same question. So it behooves me really to try to address these questions as they come in, because when I see the same kinds of questions coming up over and over again, either one, I'm not explaining it good enough or two. I need to devote more time to discussing this particular aspect of trading. So that's what I'm doing here today. And this guy here, we're going to call him the Floridian because that's what he asks to be called. He writes, hi, Ryan, I've really enjoyed your podcast and common sense approach to swing trading over the last month or so. I have about half of my liquid assets with an advisor and the other half in real estate properties. I have recently retired and liquidated my real estate holdings. So I would like to develop my trading skills to the point to where I can be comfortable with trading increased portions of my portfolio. I've been swing trading different portfolio strategies part-time with limited risk positions since May of 2022 with modest net gains and lessons learned. I like your risk management philosophy very much and have been using trailing stop losses on trades that I have made. At times I have broken my own rules, but I know I can follow your advice and stick to the rules of whatever setups I decide on. I notice you also use fixed stop losses on trades, then adjust them as you get in the money. My question is whether you have tried trailing stop losses and whether you recommend them in the place of fixed stop losses. Thank you, the Floridian. So yeah, actually talked about this in a previous episode. I think it was like last week probably, but I don't mind digging more into it because I think it is a very important aspect of trading. I know a lot of people like using trailing stop losses. It takes the emotional edge out of it. And that's very true because you don't have to think about raising the stop losses. It's automatically doing it for you. And, and like I said before, a trailing stop loss is better than no stop loss. At least there's some element of risk management there. But I'm going to tell you the reasons why I don't like trailing stop losses. And what am I drinking while I'm doing this podcast? I have got here Ragtime Rye Bottled and Bond from the New York Distilling Company. It's 50% alcohol, so that gives it 100 proof. It's a straight rye whiskey, so going away from the Irish whiskeys, finally, which weren't that bad, actually, and going to this one here. So I'll be drinking it while I'm doing this podcast episode, and I'll let you know my thoughts at the end. So 
So as I said, trailing stops, they're better than no stops at all. They're better than using mental stops because mental stops will get you in trouble by not actually using a stop loss. But you want to remember this about trailing stops. Trailing stops are based off of the highs attained on the trade that you are in, not like the 52-week highs or the all-time highs, the highs that you've reached in a trade. So if you get into a trade and you have a 5% stop loss on it and it goes up to 110, it's going to be, or the stop loss will be 5% lower than 110. Or if it, let's say, just to make things easy, it goes up to 200, stop loss would be at 190. But with that being said, what it's not based on is key support levels. So when the stop loss is moving up because the stock is moving higher, you have the potential to be above key support levels. So you have, let's say, a key support level at $100 a share, and your stock is going higher and higher and higher, and then all of a sudden you have a tra trailing stop loss at 102 That's probably not the best place to be at, where you have a stop loss just above a key support level, because you only want to get out of the stock when it's basically turned against you, when it says, okay, it's time to get out of this trade, because clearly the trade is not working anymore. But if you get out before support is tested, you might be erroneously stopped out for no reason at all. A perfect example of this was just the other day. We had Fed chairman talking, and let's say you were long on SPY. Well, you had the Fed chairman talking. He was taking questions from some interviewing guy, and the market initially liked what he said. The market went way up, and then it came way back down, and then it went right back up again. And I think every one of these swings, one of them, I think the initial one was like 2%, then it pulled back 2%. And then it like took off like 3%. It was crazy. It was just a monstrous move. And so if you had these price swings and your trailing stop was adjusting to the initial price swing, well, then on the way back down, you might have gotten stopped out. And then you saw it all of a sudden turn right back around and go back up to the highs of the day and beyond. And so that's what trailing stop losses can do because it takes really any discretion out of it. And for some of you guys, you might like, hey, I don't want to have to think about this stuff. I don't want to have to figure this out. I just want the market to do it for you. Well, trailing stop losses, it'll do it for you, but it's not necessarily the best way for it to, to do it for you. I think human logic and I think humans being able to look at a chart and becoming good at looking at a chart and saying, hey, this is where key support is. This is where I need to put my stop loss below. But the trailing stop losses won't do that for you. And so in the example that I just gave where the market was doing these wild price swings, you might not even have been in the SPY ETF. You might have been in something else, maybe Bed Bath & Beyond or something that has really crazy price swings or you know some stupid Wall Street bet stock that could have been wildly affected by it. Not that you should be in these, but let's say that you are and it has like a 5 or a 10% swing as a result of it in each direction, then you get stopped out. That kind of sucks. Or it can be a stock with a beta of like 1.5 and it swings 3 or 4%. That would be pretty significant from an intraday basis. And you could easily be stopped out of that only for you to see it take off the rest of the day and into the following day. And the reason why that wouldn't necessarily apply as much if you're using manual stop losses, which is what I like to use, and they're definitely not mental stop losses, is because I can see these price swings, but I don't necessarily have to react to it by adjusting my stop loss. But with the trailing stop loss, if it's hitting a new high on the trade, it's going to adjust it for you. And when it comes back down, there's a very good chance it'll erroneously stop you out. And in the case with yesterday, let's say you had a $7 stop loss on SPY. You would have been stopped out of those price swings. And if you don't know which day I'm talking about here, just look at February 7th, 2023. You will see that there were some massive, massive intraday price swings. You won't see it on the daily, but you will see it on the intraday charts. Another reason why I'm not a fan of trailing stop losses is because most of them are good to cancel. And I'll tell you in a little bit why I don't like good to cancel, but what that does for you, though, is it exposes you to some crazy price action in the first 30 minutes of trading. I don't like trading anything new 
in the first 30 minutes of trading. But what you have with a trailing stop loss is you can have some very wild price swings, particularly right when the stock market opens. And so you could get this crazy print at the very beginning and the market comes right back down and stops you out. It happens all the time. Or you get these like phantom prints that you don't even see, but for whatever reason, the stock thinks it had reached that high because there was a bid price for a split second at a very high level. Your naked eye might not have even seen, and then it comes right back down to reality and all of a sudden you're stopped out. That first, I would say first two minutes of trading can be really, really wonky, especially as stocks are starting to open during regular trading hours. I mean, just look at what happened, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where the NYSE had to halt a whole bunch of stocks because it was printing these like wild, wild price prints, like 10, 15% above the previous day, and then it would drop like 10 or 15% below the previous day's close. You can't tell me that a lot of people weren't getting triggered on their stop losses as a result of using trailing stop losses. And we all know that was a like a, basically a mechanical error on the NYSE, but I can't see where they, they necessarily refunded people's money or they broke the trades. Sounds like to me that people were just kind of stuck with those stop losses being triggered. And again, that happened right when the market opened. Yes, I will put my stop loss on you know a minute or two into each trading session, and I never use good to cancel because of those the very reason that I just explained. Those first couple of minutes of trading tend to be very, very wonky. They're crazy. You get weird prints. I've been stopped out erroneously, and I couldn't even figure out why I was stopped out because I used good to cancel stop losses. So each morning, I put my stop loss on. I do not carry them overnight. I re-enter them every single day. And while I said they're better than using mental stops, because half the time people who use mental stops don't actually follow their stops, they're in other ways actually worse. Yeah, worse. Because if you get stopped out erroneously, that's kind of crappy. Mental stops, you won't get stopped out erroneously because you're not even putting in a stop loss until it gets real close or until that mental price barrier triggers. And so ultimately, that's why I use the manual stop losses. They allow you, and they're hard stops, by the way. They're not mental. Hard manual stops allows you to see through the noise that can happen from a day-to-day basis. Just like with the debacle with the New York Stock Exchange the other day when they were opening up. Just like with the crazy price action that you can see on the first 30 minutes of trading. If you're trailing stop losses, reacting and adjusting to these crazy price moves, you may be getting stopped out far earlier than what you would want to be stopped out and at a loss. And by the way, before I forget, make sure to check out swingtradingthestockmarket.com. This is going to be the patron website that goes along with this podcast episode. And with it, you're going to get all my stock market research each and every day. That's going to include watch lists, my master watch list updates each week, the watch lists for each day. I'm also giving you big tech updates on all the major tech stocks and market updates throughout the week. So check that out. That's swingtradingthestockmarket.com. Same name as this podcast. And the Floridian here, he talks about and calls these manual stop losses that I have fixed stop losses. They're not necessarily fixed. I adjust them all the time. As the stock increases in value, I'll try to find additional layers of support that I want to put my stop loss at as it increases in value. I'll also book profits along the way, which also helps to reduce risk. And so to wrap this up, what am I talking about here? One, trailing stops, they are not my favorite thing to use. I don't think that they're as good as using hard manual stops. In some ways, they're better than mental stops. Some ways, they're worse. I mean, overall, I would say that they're better than using a mental stop, but there's some aspects of a mental stop that doesn't subject you to the kind of crazy price action that a trailing stop loss will do because if you have a major price swing to the upside and it quickly comes right back down, again, you risk getting stopped out very quickly and sometimes even for a loss. And to the Floridian, who's been trading 
since May of 2022 with modest net gains. That's impressive. That's impressive because you went through a very bearish market, very difficult market, and you came out with some profits. That's awesome. So keep it up. You've got a lot to learn. You've really only experienced a bear market with a lot of chop. You haven't really experienced a true bull market, and you got to still experience that because that's a completely different environment of trading than what you experienced for most of 2022. And as for this bourbon that I've been drinking the whole time, not bad. It's actually got a pretty good kick. I wouldn't say it's overly flavorful. It's very dry. It's got some vanilla flavor, maybe some like leather and mint. I'm going to give it a 7.6. I don't think it's bad. It's one of the better whiskey ryes that I've tried in a while. Not bad at all. 7.6 ragtime rye, 50% alcohol, 100 proof. I love that it's 100 proof. Not bad at all. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would encourage you to leave me a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to. Come on, guys. Do it for me. I appreciate it when you guys do that. And make sure to keep sending me your emails. Ryan at shareplanner.com is where you can reach me. I do read them, and I try to pretty much put every one of these things into their own episode. So make sure to keep sending them to me. And make sure to sign up for swingtradingthestockmarket.com. You won't be sorry. All right, guys. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at ryan at All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.